0: Loki loves Loki, and Lovecraft Country's spiritual sequel, Loki, this is
1: Spoilers. A ah.
0: little convoluted.
1: This is the spiritual sequel to Lovecraft Country? That's news to me. I've never seen that show. How, How, Josh? Explain. It's
0: just got some crossover actors, and, uh, but anyway, this is Loki Spoilers Season 1, because we just found out there will be a Season 2, Woo. but I want to get right into the introductions here. <laughs> Pappy, we'll start with you. Where are you recording from? And what is your favorite single performance out of this first season of Loki?
2: Oh, wow. Put me on the spot. Um, This is Pappy recording from Kalamazoo, Michigan, like the Primus song, as Corey likes to say. Corey, who didn't like saying where we come from now, loves to point out the Primus song every time I say the
1: word Kalamazoo. I'm going to make a Primus song for everyone's location. Go. (laughs) Uh, (laughs) But... Uh man, favorite performance? That's so
2: tough. Fast. Can I just say Jonathan can I just say Jonathan Majors? I'll I'll just cheat and say that because I think he's one of my favorite actors in the whole wide world right now. <laughs> um like he was the best part he's been the best part of three things that I've seen. He was the best part of Last Black Man in San Francisco. He was the best part of Lovecraft Country, and he may not be the best part of this, but when I saw that it was him as like the ultimate time keeper guy or whatever it was spoiler alert i I was pretty excited so he's that jonathan major is so hot right now
0: let's head into indiana mikey let's do you next
2: uh
3: mikey from goshen indiana uh i'm gonna give a little bit of a offbeat answer my favorite uh performance is by the composer natalie holt i think she just crushed all of the music good choice uh throughout the entire series i i love the music in this in the show so so much some of it sounded kind of like joker
0: some of it sounded like the original animated series batman did you ever notice that oh yeah it sounds it's it's great lots of synth i love synth all right let's go a little bit west of there pk i think you're in mishawaka Walker, south bend or something right
4: yep uh this is superhero correspondent pk glad to be back and i am in south bend i'm gonna go with Chris Hemsworth as Frog Thor in this very short cameo, <laughs> if you guys saw it or not. Throg. Yeah, <laughs> Throg. And then I'm also a big fan of the The whispering Owen
0: Wilson as Mobius. Wow.
2: Can I pivot mine to the alligator Loki instead as my favorite <laughs> performance?
1: Every time I show the alligator Loki, <laughs> I laughed out loud. That's a pretty high success rate. That's the best alligator actor I've ever seen. Oh, by far. (laughs) Kylo, you're up. Yeah, this is Corey, Kylo Ren memes, recording out of Simi Valley, California. A couple obvious answers uh, have been said. Owen Wilson's a really, really good one, but just to be different, I guess I'll go with Sasha Lane as Hunter C20. She's the one that first gets her uh, mind control from Sylvie. She's the one with, like, the dreads. i'm just interested in her career path because she was in her first movie in 2016 which is a movie i really like called american honey and she wasn't even an actress apparently she was just like found on a beach and like someone working in the casting department was like you should come try to be in this movie and now she's like in marvel stuff and that wasn't that long ago so shit like that blows my mind
0: who is that Corey? what's her name
1: Sasha Lane, she plays Hunter C20, the one that gets, like, her mind controlled the first time.
0: Yeah, yeah, yeah. Cool. And then, last but not least, bring it back to the Hoosier State, Stevie.
5: Hello, this is Stevie recording from Elkhart, Indiana. Um, man, I have, I don't want to get a bread answer on this one. i say, like, five. Uh, I thought, um, was it Sophia Di Martino? Was that who played Sylvie? No. Yeah. Yeah, I thought she absolutely crushed it. Uh, she was a lot of fun to watch on screen. I thought her and uh, Tom Hiddleston's chemistry was amazing, so I will go with her.
0: And again, this is Josh from Goshen, your host for tonight's episode, but we'll definitely be tossing this around quite a bit. My favorite performance, I got to say, is Owen Wilson. I don't like the fact that PK took that as a second answer. But well, oh wow! First, Sorry, oh, wow I like wow. him. <laughs> oh wow! No, wow. I'm wow. wow. gonna take a couple. Wow! Wow! Let's wow <laughs> ourselves right into these episodes. I gave all of you <laughs> an assignment. Chuck, freebie. There's six of us, so we're each gonna take an episode. And Pappy, I got you on the docket as starting off the series. So here you go.
2: Yeah. So I had the first one. Um, I actually binged all of these episodes in the last two days, finishing episode six. Literally. Two minutes before Stevie called me on Skype. So this is pretty fresh in my head, but forgive me if these blend together. Episode one, Glorious Purpose. Mm. And this is a I, I think this is a really great episode in the amount of exposition and groundwork that it has to lay and like heavy lifting that's gonna have to do for the rest of the series, but it doesn't feel overburdened with it, right? So Loki is captured we have we have set up a couple people here we obviously know loki my understanding and pka helped me out so in the events of endgame this is what caused loki to become a variant is that correct
4: yep so yeah they they started off with the exact scene from endgame where it's kind of playing out like they wanted to and then hawk busts down the stairs and he grabs a test rack and disappears and yeah that starts the whole tva
2: process but he was always supposed to be a variant. And TVA, of course, stands for the Tennessee Valley Authority, as <laughs> we all learned in US history. Wait, hold on a second. A Hulk,
0: it's kind of a big deal. I've seen a lot of memes that Hulk decided to, like he was pissed about the stairs, so he caused like the war of all wars because of that. But, <laughs>
1: but, uh, it's Oh, you're th- tracing it back to that?
0: <laughs> it's just like Fast and Furious, where it all comes back to
2: Han's crash is the most pivotal moment in history. <laughs>
0: But yeah, the Tesseract is fumbled and picked up by Loki. And Pappy, is this cheap to you? I know you hate Luke Skywalker yeah. coming back to life, but you like Loki coming back to life in this way. I don't know why you're
2: trying to twist my words against me. That's very <laughs> sneaky and disingenuous fr- framing. That's <laughs> a Loki move you. right there. So why don't you like this, but you like this, huh? Um, I listen. <laughs> I think that you know part of. I mean, the MCU like Star Wars is one continuous canon for better or for worse i think in both both in- instances um i think it's really just todd hiddleston right like he's too good of a, an actor he's too um well known in that role he's too like much of an internet uh sex symbol frankly to, to be put to be put aside and you know he hasn't done too much else either besides loki that i know of so he probably wasn't wasn't too shy, shy to come back to the role um but no I, I don't mind it because endgame kind of already set up like the time travel piece and everything we're not going out of our way to shoehorn in a character as no business being in the series but one of my favorite characters of the series is who we meet in the time variance authority offices miss minutes uh very <laughs> much uh what's the dna guy from jurassic park dino dna mr dna dino dna mr dna it's like the female version of that but i mean like i said there's a lot of yeah. exposition i don't know if you want me to go like introduce all the characters I, I someone said owen wilson's their favorite character i don't know if they want to talk about
0: him at all that's you josh well that was you too pk to be fair but yeah wow <laughs> wow you know like i guess it's illegal. Some sort of agency is looking out for people t- time traveling, and this eight a- in within this agency, Owen Wilson is like a lead detective. It seems like like pretty dang high up, and he's on. You you think he's just on one Loki case, but I think he's been doing a lot of Loki's like over the course of his career because um, it's almost like uh, Rick and Morty, right? Like there's infinite universes here now, and like all these different variants and.
1: Okay, Josh, I got to add to this. So the TVA, they're not just abducting your like asshole Loki that time travels. Time travel is actually okay as long as it's their predetermined set of things happening, right? <laughs> that adds the complexity to this show that we might try to answer along the way and we won't be able to most likely. But anyone that va- that is a variant from the predetermined timeline gets sent to the TVA And basically done away with, which we learn later what that is, right? But you could just be, you know, living your life, doing something. Oh, you weren't supposed to do that? Boom, sent to the TVA.
3: Mm -hmm. Yeah, but like, what does that mean exactly? Is that they're drifting off from the sacred timeline? Like, what does that mean? Like, they're going to... Well, like in the end, they're gonna like bring forth Krang or something. They they have some <laughs> sort of small part in that. They might. Nah, turtles, yeah. <laughs> or, a, or a Kang or whatever. Like, I don't I don't. No, it's Krang. I, I never understood, like, why they were always grabbing just regular people in the show. Like, I understood the Loki's. Because
5: they're small cogs in a machine. I really want to actually. So, Stevie,
2: if I. Let's say we're all on the sacred timeline. Can someone at any point accidentally make a choice that deviates from that timeline causing the variance? Is that what we're understood to believe? Or are these, like, because there's, like, alligator Lokis, right? Are those parallel Mm -hmm. universes that are close enough? I don't understand that mechanic of the show. Why Lokis? So there's multiple Lokis, but clearly, like, the second, oh, alligator Loki would be born... Would that not be a variance enough because it's fundamentally different? Like how come there it, is. it can grow up to be an alligator Loki until he bites someone
5: and that's where the variance happens? I don't <laughs> understand that. So it's a few things. Loki was never ever meant to be a hero. Even like an actual myth and in this like show and in the comics. Um the Loki's we see The little one even says it like the minute I tried to change my life or the minute I tried to do good for once was when they got sent to the TVA. They're always meant to fail. This is kind of the journey of we have another Loki thinking he's destined for great things. But in the end, it's the same thing all over again.
1: But Pappy's question has confounded me as well. And I see what you're saying, Stevie, but it doesn't really answer it. It makes no sense. If there is multiple versions of people, then there are multiverses. That's it. Correct. Correct.
2: Yeah. So, but so. There are are branches. branches. There are branches. But what you're saying is that as long as the behavior is similar enough, the physical appearance in which that (laughs) Loki. manifest is irrelevant so that Alligator Loki did everything that Todd Hiddleston did in the Avengers series but just as a fucking alligator the whole time? I
4: don't no, think it's a parallel no, multiverse.
2: No, no. Matt Damon played him as an alligator in a play within a play? Like, No, I
5: don't I don't think there's a parallel multiverse. What what they're explaining is, is there are branches off the sacred timeline. Yeah, they can branch off but as long as they don't branch off to a way where it can't be controlled and that's what brings along uh, king the conqueror in the end so there will be branches along the way which are separate multiverses
4: but what I you're ha- saying papi is like you think it, you're saying it's like everything is playing out exactly the same in every other universe it's like no, nah, it's just,
5: not everything's parallel it's- so how's that not a variance?
4: The world and the characters are all the same in each universe, but it's not all playing out the same way.
0: They show that screen, and they show a really thick white line. And I think what Stevie's saying is that one white line has many lines within it. Mm-hmm. And it's not till one goes off too crooked because of a yes. Nexus event. And that's
5: where the TVA comes in. Yeah. Okay.
0: And I love those visuals, and I think maybe we can use some Back to the Future rules, too. Like, a little bit of variance is okay, but as soon as like you start trying to sex your mom or whatever <laughs> in the past, it's the world could implode or something like that.
2: <laughs> there it is. <laughs> there it is.
5: <laughs> <laughs> that was so amazing.
2: Um, I do want to also say that like one of my favorite parts of this series as a totality <laughs> is anytime that Loki is used <laughs> as a noun, it's one of the funniest things ever, like two Lokis over there. Look at all these Lokis, cracks me up. But I don't know how long <laughs> you wanted me to talk, Josh. Long story short, the Tennessee Valley Authority is extremely powerful in their influence. They're powerful than more than powerful than Infinity Stones. Um, I mean, there's not a lot that happens in terms of plot, but you do kind of get the, the vibe from this opening episode, you know, not knowing anything about Loki that's going to be, okay, this is going to be like a buddy comedy between Owen Wilson and Todd mm-hmm. Hiddleston, who, and they're going to go around like closing variances and stuff, and that's not what the show manifests into being, which, which is a great misdirect by the show. Um, but I, I was pretty drawn in by this opening episode. I thought it was a really strong start. Hey, Pap,
5: I don't know if you're cutting off or not, but are you saying Todd I'm saying I go back and forth between Todd and
2: Tom. Yeah. And it doesn't matter. He's a Todd. (laughs) Catch that.
0: How high up is Owen Wilson in the TVA though? He seems like pretty high up, right? Seems like number two. But number one is the timekeepers, so it's really like number three with Renslayer in between.
5: I'd say Renslayer's like one, like that's a human that was abducted and like then would be Owen Wilson would be two.
2: And there's a but lot of people like, that live there. All the, all the agents are mortal, right? Meaning that they would need to, or I guess time passes differently there. So do they age in that space? Like, do they need to get new agents occasionally? I
3: thought they were talking like, oh, hundreds of years have passed mm-hmm. when they were explaining some people's backstories. I thought I heard the er- word eons
0: in there you at one point. Unfortunately, Brett couldn't be here with us tonight, but I will pick up the baton and take up a chapter since I wasn't going to take a chapter at all. Episode two is called The Variant. And we just, you know, it starts off with Loki and he's on a case, right, Corey? Um, it's this whole thing with Owen Wilson trying to use Loki to catch what they presume is another Loki. Yeah. Corey, do you think Tom Hiddleston like is kind of frustrating at the beginning of this episode? Like, kind of dick?
1: He's old school Loki, man. He's Avengers-era Loki. This isn't Thor <laughs> yeah. Ragnarok Loki or even Thor The Dark World Loki, sir. Um, I, I like that this show, they had to get that, that older villain version of Loki and they had to make him into the one that we kind of know, the audience, by showing him all the footage of his life and stuff and kind of like getting him to a point To a point where he's beyond that. I quite like that a lot.
0: That was a great scene. I think the biggest thing about this episode is that it takes place almost completely within the TVA. Except for a couple quick set pieces like Mount Vesuvius. And we start introducing this idea of apocalypses kind of hiding people. Does this contribute at all to the conversation we're just having about branching off? Like, Do you guys understand this little loophole that this rogue loki is hiding in the wake of these apocalyptic events
2: not only do i understand it i find it shocking that with eons to think about it no tva agents have thought of this idea (laughs) at any point i mean but it's a great concept right and and the way that it allows the series to move us to different settings like completely disparate settings right like pompeii or outer space or
1: anything it's a great a great concept for a show jet skis are introduced And I guess we uh, have to wait till season two to see that paid off. That made me sad. Oh my gosh. (laughs) So anyway, in this episode, Loki and Mobius, they're working to take down someone that's been like slowly like picking away at the TVA, right? Like there's a thorn in their side and they've been semi-successful. There's some uh, lone villain out there. And that's kind of like the first mystery, right? Of the show, like who's the villain? And we find out that, holy shit, it's another Loki.
6: It's a babe.
1: Well, yeah, that's again—that's yeah, what we find out later. It's—it's it's a babe version of Loki.
2: Which, how would you feel if you lived in Alabama, knowing that your world's gonna get rocked in about thirty years by a giant <laughs> hurricane?
1: In a Costco, basically. I thought they were gonna play with like some
2: almost like uh, global warming type stuff, but then they ended up going to like the moon of some. P- faraway planet next I'm like oh okay just, everywhere is fucked where they're going it's not, just, not just earth <laughs> although can I say as creative as Marvel is there are an awful lot of humanoid esque aliens in the MCU they're not very creative <laughs> in their like character design like everyone's a human everywhere
1: yeah there's a few things in Marvel that'll never make sense and one of them is that <laughs> And another one very related to that, Pappy, is the language issue. Oh, everybody speaks English? Everyone can speak English everywhere. <laughs> but that's kind of the thing you ignore, you know? <laughs> yeah. Loki's fluent in ancient Italian. He knows how to say you're
2: all fucked, basically, Man. in Slappagotex. <laughs> The iron grip England has
3: on the entire multiverse of just... <laughs> <laughs> their colonialism just knows no bounds. Their empire just yeah. extended
5: so long. Incredible. There's a
2: picture of Queen Elizabeth with laser eyes sticking over her <laughs> <laughs>
0: <laughs> We do eventually find out that this mystery Loki is the girl, girl Loki. She goes by Sylvie. And can you guys... Uh, maybe I'll toss a to PK for this one. Is this like a new power in the Marvel universe? She can... And it ends up being like a huge point in the plot too, right? She can touch someone and make them feel things or something. She enchants them. Ooh. Wow.
4: Yeah, Um. it's similar to kind of what Scarlet Witch does, but it's different. I believe it's kind of the first person who's done it in the MCU. She's like essentially the enchantress, but yeah, um, she kind of like she is, yeah. enters their mind and shows them, especially for the TVA agents, that she shows them their past and like who they were before the TVA, and essentially reveals to us that they were they are real people or they had a real past and they weren't created by the
0: timekeepers and all that stuff. But this power itself is it like kind of the same thing Wanda is doing? I didn't catch that. She until was. you just said that that's interesting though like
4: wanda messes with reality but enchantress she like actually goes and accesses like your memories and i don't think she can create things out of you know she has to actually access something that's that's happened before
0: yep so Wanda's is more powerful
1: yeah but she, she also to a degree like takes over some people right yeah and that that's the kind of new part right josh
0: yeah i guess so um It's almost like that thing where you can put someone under uh, hypnotism and they can like remember parts of access, parts of their memory that they didn't even know they had. Um, Supposedly, that's a real thing. But I think that pretty much does it on episode two. Scientology
1: you're talking about.
2: (laughs) (laughs) The movie Under the Skin you're talking about.
0: I'm talking about (laughs) a lot of things, boys. Mikey, you got episode three.
3: Yeah, episode three uh, is called Lamentis, and that's because it's named after a planet they escaped to. Uh, I think they were, the variant uh, was caught and taken to the TVA, uh, Sylvie, and then they escaped to Lamentis. And on Lamentis, uh, there's like a moon that exploded pretty close by and is like crashing into this planet. So that's like the nexus or uh, the apocalyptic event going on here. It's just kind of like a whole episode of them like running to catch a train and then running again to catch like a spaceship. There's not much progression in terms of plot, but there's like a pretty decent progression in terms of like understanding Sylvie and Loki's like relationship and they kind of like bond and kind of team up at the end.
1: Was it a bombshell for you guys when you found out that Loki is by or possibly Pan-sexual? No, that
3: guy fucks a horse no. in Greek mythology. <laughs> kind of Does figure he's really? down for anything. Or, uh, what? It's not Greek mythology. It's, uh...
1: Norse mythology?
3: Norse mythology, yeah.
1: Yeah, that's what, like, all the memes were about after episode three came out. Like, it was all Loki fucks a horse meme. So, like, people kept saying <laughs> yeah. that's gonna be referenced in this show, but of course it's not.
3: Now, Loki, uh... Yeah, it was a big deal, like, on social media that that kind of came about, that he was bisexual. But I feel like that was, yeah, if you have read Norse mythology or, like, done anything regarding that, like, that's usually brought up is that Loki's, like, kind of like a sexual freak (laughs) and kind of down down to play with anybody, so finding that out wasn't like surprising.
2: It's just like Disney wants always wants so much credit for their like LGBTQ inclusion. But it's just like <laughs> they love it. Bro, if you watched any MCU and didn't assume Loki was at least bi, like what are you watching? You know what I mean? Like yeah. Of, course, he, of <laughs> course he's bi. Like you don't get credit for making the most bi character of all time bi. Like duh. Like I don't know. And it's just did they do the whole thing where it's like I, maybe I didn't notice this, but like for other things, they've always been like, you know, we're gonna have our first gay Disney character, our first gay Pixar character. Was that like pre-hyped at all, or was that just dropped out of nowhere? quote-unquote? I, I didn't see anything like that.
1: I mean, at least no, didn't they no, they didn't that. handle it like assholes this time. Thank God, like <laughs> at least a step in the right direction. I, I like lamentous. I think this episode is great because we, we, like you said, Mikey, we spend time with Loki and Sylvie together, and. Mm-hmm to me they, it seems like there's a struggle like who's the the superior Loki right and watching this episode alone or at least up to the point when it came out I was like like Sylvie is like she kind of makes Loki look like a buffoon and you know the more good Loki is in terms of like good and evil the more like buffoonish he gets in my opinion
0: well that kind of brings me up to what I was going to say too Do you, Pappy. I'm sure you've heard of Jeremy John's movie reviewer hey that's my guy
2: yeah the guy in the leather yeah, jacket he who always has the f- funny thumbnails yeah, yeah
0: hilarious
2: thumbnails bro but he oh wait, he... i like jeremy johns for the record i don't he does not really I've bother been watching
4: I... him since for like 10 years bro yeah I watch
0: some of this stuff too but he was harping yeah. on loki's turnaround here being like way too quick and i think even here by lamentus right he's falling in love and the Loki we know from 2012 or whatever, it was like looking to slit throats and do really weird stuff to Scarlett Johansson. Watch
5: his mom die, bro on a television screen.
0: Yeah. But I mean, they both think
3: they're dead. Mm-hmm. They both, they both think they're about to die. They're literally in a, an apocalyptic event. So I don't think they have any ill will or yeah. motivation yeah. to like take over anymore. And then, as we see like in the last episode, Kang like offers them both immortality or whatever and to be back on the sacred timeline together. And they both kind of uh, denied it for their own particular reasons.
2: Well, and I think, too, it's like the big difference in Loki's life now is he, he's finally found someone he considers his equal, right? The, the girl version of himself. I love that. The, the narcissism in that the falling in love with himself. Like this is the, the thing that changes his character. I, I don't know. Thor dark world was a long fucking time ago, man. I wouldn't, <laughs> oh I would God. expect the character to grow and change from, from this point. I could not tell you anything about Thor dark world.
1: That's a good world. point, Pappy. That's the best way to look at it. I think it's the ultimate form of narcissism, which does fit Loki's mm-hmm. character in every iteration that we've seen. So, the version of himself that he seems to start getting feelings for that makes the most sense actually. And they have their moment, their little semi-romantic moment at the end of this. Mm -hmm, And it, mm -hmm. it forms a nexus event that is mentioned later, but I don't think we've like fully understand like the depth of what that moment means. I think that's coming later in a movie or season two or something.
0: It's just like screwing your mom and back to the future. I'm telling you, Mikey, (laughs) you got any more on episode three?
3: (laughs) uh just that there was a lot of cgi like the whole thing green screen the entire episode (laughs) but it looks pretty good i mean i'm not gonna here's the thing is i believe they're using
4: the same thing as as the mandalorian
3: the volume oh i wouldn't i wouldn't doubt it i i don't know i just think it's like now is like the perfect time for all of these really crazy ideas from marvel to like really spring about like this whole multiverse thing because it's now the the cgi is just so good that it's so much easier to like present that on screen and i think they're doing a really good job pulling it off like the in the last episode they do a thing where they pull out from one universe and then go into a different multiverse and i thought that was like a really well represented uh visual of like for us the viewer as to not get confused as to what's happening uh so i thought it couldn't really be this kind of stuff is not really possible like 10 15 years ago when they started doing this marvel stuff so I think it's cool.
4: They had a cool one, quote unquote, one shot at the end of this episode where everything was like blowing up. That was pretty cool.
1: Uh, I'm glad you brought that up. That is actually a really good moment in that episode. That like It was good to be like toward the finale of that because it really like gave it that epic feel, like that climax.
4: Well, especially uh, when it it just ended right after that too.
0: <laughs> I like how Mikey brought up that thing about not being possible in the past. Uh, Quentin Tarantino's uh, interview on Rogan, he's like, I wish Marvel would have been around in the 80s like it is now. and I just thought that was kind of interesting.
1: Yeah, it was, and it was fucking horrible.
0: He wishes it was around <laughs> like it is now, like in a good Why way. did he
1: say
3: that? Just for like CGI purposes or what?
0: No, he just said like this storytelling they're doing now is what he always thought Marvel could be in a movie setting. Oh, wow. He basically cool. said
1: he's aged out of liking this kind of yeah, shit.
0: Yeah, and that too. <laughs>
5: say didn't he didn't he say the nineteen eighties was like the worst decade of film there is? Yes.
0: Because they like self censored themselves back to the fifties, basically?
5: Pretty much. Just oh, yeah, wow. Nancy Reagan bullshit, I think.
0: He's You're not a- wrong. <laughs> PK, slide us into episode four, would ya?
4: Alright, so we actually start on Asgard in the past with A little young sylvie and we see her get captured by the tva which actually she gets captured by ravona which apparently she had to work her way up to where she is now because she was like a soldier before or a hunter we jump back to lamentus the tva is still searching for both of them and uh this is where the nexus event that kylo mentioned happens and they kind of have a moment because they're about to die and basically it's They kind of physically touch each other, the hormones and everything, it's just causing this strange event since it's technically the same person and that's how they figure out where they're at and they get caught.
1: So is uh, Sylvie's Nexus event that she was Judith in The Walking Dead? No Walking Dead fans? (laughs) I've never seen an episode. Jesus Christ you guys. I don't like The Walking Dead. I don't like The Walking Dead. I don't like Walking Dead
5: fans and so it kind of kept me from ever watching that show. Oh, fuck off.
3: <laughs> okay. I I stopped watching before Steve Young died. I refused to watch that, so I stopped. I
0: quit. I'm a hater.
1: Man, I should have written a different joke. I should have written a different, <laughs> different,
0: <laughs> a different, joke. A different joke. I like uh, one of the things this episode introduces. I think they introduce it here. Is that the TVA won't just prune people. They have a little bit of a lighter punishment, where they put you in this room of like bad memory. It's That's pretty worse. funny.
1: It's mm-hmm. worse. <laughs> they Groundhog Day your ass. When, For like, eternity, find a point, it's worse. <laughs> they find a point when you've been kicked in the balls, and they make you live that How overnight. could you call that a lighter punishment, Josh?
3: <laughs> they scrub through your entire timeline and
2: find a soccer ball hitting you in the
3: nose, <laughs> and then they take you back to that
2: moment. <laughs> what an opening question that would it be. What would be your trapped-in-time torture moment? How personal. Oh, well, you know, you could have (laughs) hosted.
4: Missed opportunities,
2: Josh. It's not too late. (laughs) Stevie, we'll start with you. What would be yours?
5: What would be my, like, replayed, like, an embarrassing one or a painful one?
2: Oh. So I, in a seventh grade orchestra concert, I literally pissed the shit out of my pants on stage, just full on, like, (laughs) (laughs) pissed. Like, Like, so visible. I know everyone in the audience saw it. Like, to relive that humiliation would be fucking brutal. I think that would be... That would be mine. Um, or getting hit in the gonads with a baseball off the pitching machine Ooh. in second grade. That Whoa, would be Oh, jeez. It was like right off the end of the bat. Pitching machine in second grade? I think that's when you start pitching machine. Yeah. They were
5: ruthless, Mikey. Ruthless.
2: Good lord.
5: Mine would be probably when I fell on black ice and oh. broke my leg in three places.
4: Ugh. <laughs> <sighs> oh.
5: Yeah, I imagine that someone rather cruel would make me relive that for eternity or the lighter punishment as Josh would what about
3: call the, it. <laughs> what about the several weeks after of you not getting it fixed?
5: <laughs> yeah, I walked on it broken for a month and didn't know. Uh, yeah, it was a whole thing, but yeah.
0: Josh, do you have one? <sighs> I think you guys are going physical punishment, which is also the lighter version of this. Like, is mm, psychological. Is it? I think mine is like this one time, I don't know if I was being mean t- or rude to like my grandma. And that's like bad oh, and that's terrible memory. Dude. And then like and then like my <clears throat> my dad like running me into the ground for it later, like that's not a good memory either. I think that's way more painful than a gonads. Bro. <laughs> dad yelling or just sternly talking to Was him? he disappointed in you? Let's just say all the bad things I did were pointed out very well. <laughs>
6: Was yelling.
1: He's yelling. <laughs> He's yelling. PK, you got one. <laughs> Jesus, are we really doing this?
2: <laughs> yes, absolutely. <laughs> the oh, odd. This oh, is man. this is great
0: content. I, yeah, maybe we can move on because. No. That's a great teaser. We <laughs> can come back to this season two, Loki. <laughs> oh.
4: No, I, I mean, I could get real dark and depressing, but no, I'd probably go. A lacrosse ball in the balls, somewhat along those
5: lines. (laughs) Boy, my balls! Actually, I do have a shameful one. Can I do another one, Josh? Shame.
0: Brett Kelly, this question: mashed potatoes and gravy. It
5: so (sighs) around the age of thirteen, you could say I had like a sexual awakening, and we had just gotten we had just gotten (laughs) like uh, high speed internet. (laughs) And oh, no. And my brain went to searching for all the prawn that Kang the Conqueror had created. And what
1: was your first search, Stevie? Do you remember? Oops. I
5: do, but I'm not going to tell you. I remember mine, too. Yeah. Well, yeah. So... So the worst part was, (laughs) a naive young man that I am, this is like pre-LimeWire destroying computers, I didn't know that, (laughs) I didn't know that, you know, Prawn could take down an entire universe of home internet, and I came home from school one day, and I see two people from Comcast and a very angry oh mother no. looking oh right no. at me. Oh, my God. <laughs> and I have to imagine that list was extensive that they found. <laughs> and I'll never forget <laughs> just acting like nothing had happened, but I swear to you, so much sweat was dripping off the back of my head and neck of just pure, oh like, my. they I've found it. I've never
1: heard someone look up so much porn that the ISP sends two suits to your house. <laughs> <laughs> Like they have to go investigate this hands-on. Like they send out their oh my mom's computer shut down
5: and so send
3: our best men. We (laughs) got to investigate. Mom's computer
5: stopped working, so they sent out the big guns, and they found real quickly. About the time I got home at three p.m. of what was going on, and oh boy, was that awkward.
1: Oh man, man, Stevie got pruned. Yeah,
5: I got. I'm still there. I have yet to go back to my reality. Stevie's mom when he pulls up.
0: Stevie's, <laughs> Stevie's Nexus event for sure, but I gotta hit on PK the end of this episode. Like the timekeepers are revealed, beheaded.
4: Yeah, so this is actually a really big episode because Mobius, Mo- Owen Wilson, is like becomes aware of the fact that you know TVA agents are real people from the Sacred Timeline brought. To there, and you know, he decides to help Loki out, and well, actually, Mobius gets pruned, and it's super sad. And then at the end, when you find out the timekeepers aren't real, Loki and Sylvia are having a nice moment. He's kind of about to tell her how he feels, and then all of a sudden, he gets pruned by Ravona, which was pretty shocking. How'd you guys feel about that? That was pretty shocking.
1: Seeing Mobius get pruned was very sad to me. Yeah, that was super like sad. I was. I was thinking mm-hmm. for sure he's out of this show. He's done and he went out like a boss though so. that makes for good stakes yeah uh, but it, i was very sad that he would be leaving the show that was my thought at the time i saw it yeah but
2: does it make for good stakes if no one's ever really gone see i told you pappy you'd take this slant no i'm not i just literally just asked a question like I because I was I was blown away by that moment. We didn't know
4: there was that you could come back though. Well, Pappy knew five minutes point, later. So the yeah, sticks, l- literally, yeah. like- the stakes were high at that moment.
2: The second I clicked play, the next episode,
3: I figured it out. And Mobius is giving the uh, sad puppy speech and
1: sad puppy eyes before he gets pruned. It's pretty, yeah,
4: maybe pretty, they pretty heartfelt. A jet ski.
1: <laughs> they treated his death very seriously, or a seemingly death, and yeah. it was like you know and he's talking about like where he would go if he could go anywhere on the timeline cuz it was set up earlier and he says he'd go back to his time and be with his family that he probably has and then he has to bring up the jet ski So you know maybe i had a mm-hmm. jet ski that's all he thinks <laughs> a about jet ski. <laughs> and uh, yeah it it's it is really lame that that moment is undercut to be honest pappy well
2: the thing is like there's a 10000% chance at the last time we see Owen Wilson on the MCU. will be on a jet ski. I promise you that, and it will. It will may have made up for that uh,
5: that misdirect. I have to think that somewhere, way out in a branch reality, there's like a Miami Vice type uh, type style show where it's Loki and Owen Wilson as cocaine jets, Loki as like jet ski <laughs> police. I think that would make for a really cool like intercut within the Loki show.
3: Rolled up sleeves, blazer, Loki. Like
5: Mobius and Loki, Miami jet ski police.
4: <laughs> this is the first episode with a post credit scene, right?
2: Uh, is this I the think only right. one? Is this, was this the only one with the post credit scene, or were there two? Because I, I kept scrolling to find them, but I, I think I only saw. It, I there
0: mean, was if you
4: two. count the
2: the very last episode with just
4: the season two announcement as a post credit, then. No, but
0: Pappy, what is the function of a post or mid credit scene to you? Like, what does it even mean at this point? Um, it means that the MCU
2: didn't realize what they started, and now they are basically obligated to do it at least once per <laughs> thing, right? I don't. I mean, I don't know. I. Honestly, whenever I see a movie in the theater, I have to pee so badly by the end every single time that I usually <laughs> just don't even stick around for the post You scene. Know, I was looking up on YouTube, like if there was one. Uh, I don't know. It's a cool, it's a cool little tradition, though, right? Like, does I, it
0: serve like some sort of storytelling purpose? Is it kind of like epiloguey or something? I don't know what they're supposed to. Yeah, be. I think it does. It's kind of if like if you a, decide to treat it that way. It's kind yeah. of like
5: a tune in next time kind of device in my mind. Exactly. Mm.
1: It like some shows. If you ever watch like a show like, um True Blood or like Breaking Bad to a lesser degree, maybe like they like to end on cliffhangers, and that's like man, it's building the hype for the next time, so that you're thinking about it and in your mind you remember how hyped you were, and when you go to see it, you're you know you're pumped. But it- dude,
3: that's Lost. That's the whole reason Lost was amazing for two seasons and then (laughs) right right Uh, they had to answer those questions eventually answer something (laughs) yeah
1: (laughs) well kylo
0: answer some of our questions in episode five that's yours right
1: chuck freebie episode five journey into mystery i can't answer any questions but i can certainly ask a lot of questions so this episode since loki is pruned he is sent to the void Now we find out that it turns out when you get pruned, it doesn't just like disintegrate you like we assumed because we saw it happen to someone earlier. It teleports you to a place that's off the grid, it's off the timeline. It doesn't necessarily have the rules of the TVA, right? So no one's gonna come and prune you here, no one's gonna fuck with you, but you might get eaten by a giant cloud monster. Now. My problem with the Void and Josh, I I think when we were chatting separately, like we had different opinions on this episode, I don't really like it that much compared to the others. My problem is that this place seems very small and it's supposed to be very big, do you agree with that?
0: Yeah, but it's very fun too.
1: (laughs) (laughs) So you're willing to overlook like the scale issues and like the logic issues that come with the Void? Because I I feel like I should, because this is, like, comic book shit, right? This is the kind of shit you'd see in comic books, and there's no questions asked. But now, since I've, like, been watching all these Marvel movies, (laughs) I, like, I want logic. It's a really
0: good question, Corey, and I think more to your point, the next episode, He Who Remains, basically uses this cloud monster to control the entire multiverse. And what we get from it in episode five is more of, like, a monster that might patrol like Elkhart County and St. Joe County or something.
1: <laughs> yeah that's what it is. Right. Yeah. <laughs> it's like smaller than Simi Valley at least. But I, I guess what I mean is could fit into all of Yankee Doodle, basically. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> this is one night out at Yankee Doodles. I so I I guess I can run by it. I don't have to talk about it too much, but like everyone that gets pruned goes here. And then, like, our seven people, like, end up together. It just seems very questionable to me, you know? But we do get to see a lot of cool shit. I mean, the other Lokis aside for a moment. There's, like... This is, like, Cameo City, is it not?
5: What, with Thanos?
1: (laughs) Thanos-copter. The (laughs) the stupid fucking Thanos helicopter that should have never existed. (laughs) (laughs) Ecto-cooler!
5: That's it.
4: That's the one. yellow jacket... Giant yellow jacket helmet.
0: How... How many of the spoiler men have drank Ecto Cooler? You young. Oh, I have.
3: I don't
4: uh, know if I it's
0: have. It's not approved
3: by the FDA, so no. <laughs> it definitely causes cancer.
2: <laughs> Was it tasty? <laughs> yeah. So god, yes. Yeah, it tasted like ghost cum. <laughs> oh my god. <laughs> Ectoplasm.
1: <laughs> I mean this. This is just like some. Goofy level shit that we're dealing with in this story now, right? We got classic Loki, which is like the comic book version of Loki that's like lived a long life, so he's old, and he's um, he's not Hugh Grant, he's the other one. <laughs> it's Richard Grant. He's Richard Grant. <laughs>
4: but this was actually like our Loki that survived and went on to live. Right. So it's like,
1: that is a nice touch, right, PK?
4: I thought it was cool. When he told the story of basically how he got out of Thanos and how he faked it. And stuff I thought that was really cool,
1: yeah, he basically lived like the closest life to our Loki of anyone. It was like parallel until the Thanos thing. mm-hmm, and I mean, well, I guess he dressed a little stupider. We got <laughs> alligator Loki is the Patty, best. why do you like alligator loki?
2: I mean, like just look at him. he's hilarious it's so funny when he's waddling around, like he's got a little he's always hissing at people Loki helmet on he's
5: I got a yeah loki I love sass it. to him. He's getting carried yeah. like a
3: baby.
0: <laughs> I like how only the old Loki can understand what he's saying, too. Mm-hmm.
2: And the anthropomorphizing of like any Loki, right? Like, okay, what animal best represents a Loki? I feel like an alligator's pretty good. He's green.
1: I can dig it. Right. For sure. They probably considered a snake, but we're like, well.
6: Too
2: obvious. Too on the nose. We need
1: something with a little bit of size, and we want it to be able to move around. If you have a snake on camera, you, know, you won't be able to see it standing next to everyone.
0: A <laughs> snake can't wear a hat. Do you guys think in the alligator universe all the people are alligators and all the alligators are people?
5: That's horrifying, but I would love to see Just a bunch of
0: humans just causing ruckus in the swamps.
5: Just (laughs) naked humans that are just killing gators in the swamps.
0: Just a human's forehead above the bayou
2: just poking up with just its nose above the water waiting for Just have
5: hillbilly gators talking about how they're catching humans (laughs) because they're throwing hooks off trees. You trad human, it tastes just like chicken. It's delicious. <laughs> um, I will say- Let me go oh, to catch Loki. that human now down the
6: bayou.
2: to Bayou. To Loki, the royal Loki, Loki, the show's credit, we spend the exact or uh, right amount of time with all these Lokis. It would have been a very easy trap to fall into. It's like the people love Loki. Let's just give them more Lokis for like five episodes, but they don't. Like We spend just enough time with these Lokis where it's funny- it works. It changes up the vibe of the show, but like we pull back to the two best Lokis who are our two main leads.
1: Yeah. Cause Sylvia prun- or Sylvie, she prunes herself and she gets there. And, uh, I mean, of course they escape the void. They're not going to spend, you know, more than an episode here and they have to take down that giant cloud monster, which is a, uh, to Marvel trope. I thought I was done with, but here we are. <laughs> I mean, I guess it doesn't look as bad as Galactus in the silver surfer movie. I forgot about that.
5: Wasn't there also that in the Green Lantern?
1: Yeah, that's right. It was Parallax, or whatever his name was. But we do get to see the classic Loki, like, really showcase like, Loki power. And Loki power, to me, not even just in this show, but in all of the MCU, has been something that I've never really understood. Like, what is the extent of his power and, like, what can he do? Uh, Still questionable to me by the end of the series, but Classic Loki is really, like, peak Loki in terms of power level, right? Like, he's doing some really cool shit. I mean, it's there's been a lot of memes of it, but I, I think despite, like, how stupid he kind of, like, looks with the costume and everything, and there's that, like, level of corniness, I think it's, like, a really awesome thing to see.
0: He is, like, doing the Wanda thing, except it's green, not r- red.
1: Yeah, and it's, like, a, an old man in a fucking Halloween <laughs> costume. Like, you know? Cla- Purpose.
4: It looks like the Vision costume from the WandaVision Halloween yeah. episode.
3: Yeah, That's got to be like pretty comic book accurate for back then, right? He's got to look exactly like how they drew him up in the comics back then. Like oh, the yeah. Golden age.
1: That's, that's very close in, in that it's very dumb. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> well, I think
0: that's the end of episode five. Stevie, you've been very patient. You have the finale.
5: Have I been patient? Alright, well, this is episode 6 called For All Time, Always. And Sylvie and Loki have reached the end of time. Literally, the end of time. It's also the place where, what's that stupid monster's name called, Alias or Alioth? Elioth. Eliath, there we go. He's been predict- predict- um, protecting the Citadel that harbors uh, he, who rem- uh, he Who Remains. And the one cameo I really did like was uh, Miss Minutes, who was at the end of time, pretty much trying to bribe them like, hey, before you go any further, I have to extend you these deals my boss makes me. Uh, I thought that was really funny.
7: Hello. You again. Welcome to the Citadel. He's been making a few creative adjustments. And he's worked it out so we can reinsert both of y'all back into the timeline in a way that won't disrupt things. And y'all can live the lives you've always wanted. And what have we always wanted? Now, don't play coy with me, mister. You know how you got into this mess. What? The Battle of New York, silly. You versus those self-righteous Avengers? How would you like to win? But not just there. You can kill Thanos.
5: And we get to meet the amazing Jonathan Majors, who goes into great detail about how, even though these two Lokis think they're operating in free will, and, you know, they're off the off the sacred timeline quite frankly this was all predetermined for them and no matter what they did they were always going to end up right there which i thought was a nice touch
0: is that a trip when they pull out the script to you stevie
5: what like when he shows them like what's going to happen
0: it's a mind f when you're reading kind of like the dialogue that they just said and then it's continuing i don't know that's a pretty cool thing they did
5: Yeah, so it's kind of comes from a place from a 1800s French um, philosopher. His name was Laplace and it comes from the idea of Laplace's demon which he pretty much said that if he had a computing device or a demon, which is Jonathan Major's uh, Kang in this regard um, that knew the state of everything in its given manner and the history of it, it could accurately predict the entire future, which is what he was doing right there. It's deep I try man I try
0: <laughs> well keep us rolling along this is a finale what, what, uh, what timelines yeah. get wrapped up here
5: yeah so this is kind of where it gets craziness because you have Sylvie and Loki who by all accounts are pretty much in love at this point really looking at this thing differently uh He Who Remains goes in detail about how he came from the year, you know, 3200 or somewhere thousands of years in the future.
4: 31st century. Yeah.
5: And he pretty much discovered that there were universes layered on top of each other. And versions of him would go in and out and help each other. Well, they come to find out that not all versions of him liked each other or wanted peace. They wanted to rule. All the universes so the great multiverse war broke out and at the end of it after it was all said and done the one we're in front of was the one to come out on top and he created the TVA to pretty much say the other versions of me you don't want to meet I promise I know I'm keeping I know I'm pulling the strings and I've evaporated free will but I promise you you don't want free will and um you know our loki looks at it like you know he's kind of right he's you know turning a new leaf he's a changed loki which is shocking that you can even say he's a changed loki sylvie says i want my revenge let the world burn and that's when we reach the end of time we reach the actual end of time where nothing is predetermined nothing is known we just know that this is going to repeat itself in a thousand years and Sylvie kills uh, he who remains.
0: Why does Jonathan Majors got to die at the end of these uh, these series, man? It's sad.
5: Well, I mean, well, oh, he they, they ain't gone, yet. They started <laughs> they they restarted everything. They started the War of the Multiverse. Everything he described is what Sylvie started. And as when he's like "See you soon," he's pretty much saying, "I'm going to end up right back in this chair and you're going to stab me again." Lord knows how many times he's been stabbed by Sylvie.
4: That part looks so good. Well, I think it was that, and he's saying, like, all, like, the maybe other... not him. <laughs> the, like, yeah, like, not him exactly, but him. He's, he's coming. They're all coming. Yeah, the other versions of and me like, are coming.
0: Oh, contraire, Dude, though. He... he does say specifically reincarnation, right? Yeah,
5: he's he says, I'm going to end yeah. up here again.
4: Yeah, yeah, he does. But like I think it's it's a double meaning, you know. In a manner but, of speaking. did he Jonathan Majors hit the jackpot. Like he's going to make so much money cuz like well first off he was cast to be Kang the Conqueror in next Ant-Man movie,
5: Quantumanium. And
4: then so I didn't expect him to show up here even though, you know, that was the rumor, but after WandaVision I didn't I didn't
0: believe it. He's but. not even acting when he's smiling and laughing so much as Kang. He's just, like, thinking about his money.
5: <laughs> well, he's not Kang, but...
4: That's, that's like, that's why I think it's so cool, because, like, he has so much range that he can do with this, because, like, that you know, he's all goofy, and then you find out he's actually, like, kind of just, like, a senile old man who's lonely and just goofy. <laughs> he's and bored. I loved his performance, like, when he's just like, you know, I've been a conqueror jerk. <laughs> like, I love the way he said that shit, but... Um, and then, you know, when once he becomes actually Kang the Conqueror, I feel like he's going to be menacing because this is like a Thanos level villain. This could be the big bad of phase four. So, like, well, I hope people realize how big this could be.
3: I mean, we have to assume that he's more powerful he is more than powerful.
4: Thanos. Mm-hmm. Well, I'm just saying, much like, more powerful. Like, this yeah. is, he's not going away anytime soon.
0: We covered Lovecraft Country on this pod, and Pappy. Mm-hmm. Pat, pk just mentioned his range like he plays a completely different character in lovecraft he's like stern hardly ever smiles usually he's got like sn- he made me cry during that show he's got like snot or mm-hmm. tears leaking out of his face like all the time it's, or or blood <laughs> honestly like are you impressed mm-hmm. I, you already kind of were speaking his name oh, earlier yeah. but I, I don't know i love this dude
2: I love him too, like I said, I highly recommend it. I think it's an A twenty four movie, The Last Black Man in San Francisco. He's um the the main protagonist's uh best friend in that. I don't think we were talking about this on pod. I, I and I think that like Lovecraft Country is now the show with like the most Emmy nominations that got cancelled after its first season like ever or some some like crazy mm-hmm. stat like that. Stevie, do you think The renewal of Lovecraft Country was contingent on bringing back the character Atticus Black, who is played by Don Majors. Ten percent. I don't. Yeah, I think so too.
5: I don't think HBO or Warner Brothers wanted to make a show that didn't have him in it. And like I was saying earlier, Marvel contracts and Disney are so binding and rigid that I think it was kind of one of those things where it's like once you sign, you know, you're in it. Kind of weighing, do I want to be in Marvel, which could go on you know, extend his career 10 years, just massively. Are you more... saying
3: I could die in one world and still be in more movies? <laughs> exactly. Well, it's not only his. No
0: I one's ever really up. gone. It's Hunter B-15 as well. Uh, I, I'm going to butcher this, but me Masaku. Oh, yeah. Oh, my She's, God. In, she's yeah. Ruby in Lovecraft yeah, Country. Yeah, she She has a yep. similar thing that happens where, like, her body is taken over by someone else in each of those series, which I thought was kind of interesting.
5: I forgot Very about that. Very different. Very different, of set but, in these shows. Though. Yeah, I just think weighing, you know, Marvel versus, you know, how long does Lovecraft Country really have legs for? I would take Marvel all day.
2: Man, he's so good, too. Like, I know we talked about sort of his performance, like, before the end of time, but his sense of awe at being in unscripted time. I mean, it's all totally mm-hmm, so nonverbal. Funny. And, man, it's, it's yeah. funny, but it's also compelling. It's just, he's he's mm-hmm. great, man. He's, he's in, like, I'll see anything this guy's in status basically at this point now. The camera is like so
3: transfixed on him too, like it's mm-hmm. just focused on him and then slow push towards him when he's like laying on the desk and pulling back out. It's just all centered
0: on him with like space behind him. It's it's so cool. Stevie, fill us in on this ending. You told me today in text that it was kind of Planet of the Apes ish.
5: It was a tad Planet of the Apes, Apes-ish. Um, Sylvie- Which one? The shitty one? The first one. Yeah, the shitty one. No. The shitty one. <laughs> the the Tim Burton one. Um, a little bit. I mean, not as I'm saying this ending is shitty, but Sylvie locks lips with Loki one last time, kicks him uh, into another reality, and we think, oh, he's back at the TVA. You know, Mobius and Loki going to team up and do that. Miami Vice style jet ski cop show. And he goes to find them. None of the guards are even like stopping him, saying, What are you doing out? And when Loki goes to see them, they're like, Hey, you're an analyst. And he's like, You don't know me? They don't know him at all. And when Loki looks up where the Timekeeper statue were, we now see, I imagine, uh, Kang the Conqueror statue just waiting there. Mm-hmm. So. Who are I'm not you? sure if he was kicked back into another reality that was changed. I mean, in, back into the reality that we know that was changed, or he was kicked into another one, one of the many, many branches that was upticked.
2: And the, and this must yeah, this, be. this sets. Oh, sorry. Go ahead. I think we're gonna say the same thing. At, and this must be setting the stage for like the upcoming Doctor Strange movie and stuff,
1: right? And Spider Man, and, and
4: Spider Man, and, and Fantastic <sighs> Four, and. Venom and everything. <laughs> I, don't
1: I got think it. This is setting anything up in Venom. I just want to go on a <laughs> rant. <round. laughs> well, just like
4: it, it opens the door for them to like if he if they bring him into a movie. bit oh, I gotta say, that would
2: I gotta say, I probably know the least about superheroes. Me and Josh are probably pretty close in hey, that no. ranking. I mean i love this shit though josh hey now hey now (laughs) oh there he is (laughs) now that's a sentence sentence. i mean don't you agree josh like i was i don't know like i was very skeptical on the mcu for so long but for something about this like cosmic stuff and the space stuff i and the multiverse stuff i'm way more into this kind of story storytelling do
0: you give any credit to Rick and Morty? I know I joked about him earlier, but I feel like that has to have kind of pry to open the culture enough to be able to tackle a subject such as multiple realities.
1: I mean... 100%. <laughs> it's funny you say that, Josh, because I think the answer is yes, but in that same tune, like Rick and Morty got some of its concepts from early Marvel stuff. And for it to like come back around and for them to kind of make Marvel accessible... In this way, is uh, it's an interesting thought because you know, like the Council of Ricks, I'm pretty sure is taken from the Council of Kings. Yep.
0: <laughs> the Citadel of Ricks. Yep. That's awesome. Yep.
2: And uh, Tom Kaufman, I'm gonna say that's why I was saying Tom Hiddleston and not Todd Hiddleston. Or that's why I was getting confused, <laughs> I think. But Tom Kaufman wrote for Rick and Morty, and I think he wrote at least one episode of this show. Maybe just five. It hmm. looks like, but he, so there's some crossover even between the. The staff. The silliest of the bunch.
0: I, I'm with you, though, Pap. I love all, like all the shit, except I will say my gripe is that episode 6, that conversation with Kang, as charismatic as Jonathan Majors is, it was long, man.
1: Oh, it was great. So, uh, who's going to say it? Is uh, Everyone online is saying it's like the architect scene in The Matrix. Yeah. Yes. I don't think it is, but people it's exactly are saying like it.
2: it. I think it's exactly like it. You don't think it's
3: I
5: think it's a thousand
3: dollar? percent
2: more uh,
1: clear
0: uh, yeah, in its, what not it's, as, in its <laughs> message. it's not as right.
5: self-maspiratory <laughs> as the Architects one. A well-written
0: sure. Architect. I mean, the Future Architect pretty better. much
5: explains to Neo, we've done this nine times before. But haven't we and talked about
0: this in like movie, cinema, TV form? You don't want to just explain. like, You want to show it, and I feel like they just explain well, for a full episode here. I thought I—that's like what the whole visual of the ring is
3: for, and everything happening behind him in the window is like the visual visual representation of uh, Sylvie's actions after she stabs uh, Jonathan Majors mm-hmm. in the chest. So I think that's like that's why the CGI is like so critical to this series in particular, is because it provides so much context into stuff that would be so abstract to like just visualize in your head of what Jonathan Majors is is trying to explain in the end
5: Hmm. what he's pretty much saying Josh is like Sylvia and Loki uh, see time as kind of like a film strip whereas the way he sees time is the film real I think that's a really cool way of looking at this episode
2: and I think the function of Loki within the MCU while it was a lot of fun and you know, while we got to see a lot of cool things and spend time with probably the best villain from the first three phases, maybe outside of Thanos, depending on who you ask. But like I mean really, the this show is to explain things. Right? This is like I said, laying the groundwork for what's gonna come down the road. Like there's a lot of explaining and universe building you know, for a mature universe like the MCU, this, this has to do a lot of heavy lifting, and I think it does a pretty good job, for the most part, without feeling too exposition-y. There's no newscast
0: of the TVA, like, today in the TVA,
2: if we, have <laughs> <Yeah. variants."
0: laughs> we have variants. We do have a cartoon, explain, like 1950s explainer of what the TVA is, like in episode one or two.
7: Welcome to the Time Variance Authority. I'm Miss Minutes. And it's my job to catch you up before you stand trial for your crimes. Countless unique timelines battled each other for supremacy, nearly resulting in the total destruction of, well, everything. But then the all knowing timekeepers emerged, bringing peace by reorganizing the multiverse into a single timeline the Sacred Timeline. Maybe you started an uprising or were just late for work. Whatever it was, stepping off your path created a nexus event leading to another multiversal war. The TVA has stepped in to fix your mistake and set time back on its predetermined
8: path. Always!
0: But it's awesome.
1: Yeah, <laughs> yeah, I love that.
0: That's so awesome. <laughs> but I love yeah. Miss Minutes, though. Yeah. It's so good.
1: I think everything that uh, He Who Remains explains about his past in the multiversal war, maybe not everything, but the important parts of it, I think we will see that on screen in some form, in a movie mm-hmm. or in an episode on season two. I don't think that's going to be it for that end of things. We'll revisit that almost certainly, right? Yeah, we'll get it from Kang's perspective.
0: And I think we're going to revisit how terrible this choice is by Sylvie, too. Is that possible?
1: It's already
5: happened. (laughs) It's how we get the Multiversal War.
1: Oh, Stevie, and your theories. It's not. (laughs) (laughs) Jesus. Did you guys think Evil Elaine was going to show up at the end? Ooh.
0: From Seinfeld?
1: Venice? Yeah, you know, Evil Elaine. She's
0: in Captain Falcon.
1: Oh, I haven't seen that yet. Oh, I I guess I shouldn't give any spoilers for those of you that haven't seen it. Well, the thing
2: is, I I was kind of like checked out on the MCU. I don't know if I was just a little burnt out from like the, and Corey, you're closer to these fan communities. The buzz was so much stronger for Loki than it was for Falco and Soldier Man. It always was though. Yeah.
1: That was the big one of the three from the start was like, oh my God, they're going to get Tom Hiddleston in every episode of a show. That's fucking crazy.
4: Mm. Mm-hmm. Well, and this one is the only one now that's got a confirmed like season two, I think.
1: Yeah.
8: Which
2: is it's weird that they put it out in July. Like I feel like they could have kept the momentum going off of Wanda and I don't know if there was like a production schedule thing, but like if they could have like just stuck this at the end of Wanda rather than the middle of July. I mean I know Snow is traditionally summer movie month and usually it's a pretty good box office month, but I think it's just different with streaming and in TV I, I don't know I'm not sure yeah they're kind of doing the same
3: thing with the next show the next show doesn't come out until like August the what if show <sighs> I can't wait for that and that this looks crazy so good. yeah that looks insane
1: I think that's uh, Chadwick Boseman's last actual performance was his voice acting for that Ooh.
0: Pappy give us your yes or no I mean, yeah, definite yes. I think,
2: yeah, yeah, definite yes. I had a lot of fun. It's it's weird to consume f- five hour, it, you know. I think it's like four and a half, five hours of media, all said and done. Loki, is when you put all the episodes together and take out the the credits, within such a short period of time. But I was never ever bored. I was always really compelled to hit, you know, play the next episode on Disney Plus. I liked the universe building. I. Small complaint that we didn't get a chance to touch on, but I do think there sometimes the chemistry just felt a little bit off between Loki and Owen Wilson. I, it's hard to explain, but it felt like some of the, like, the editing choices in their conversations, like it didn't flow really well sometimes. And I, I, and I may have been like the only person in the world who who got that vibe. But I, other than that, I, I really loved this show. I thought it was a lot of fun. Like I said, I like this direction of the mcu and i even you know it's a personal preference thing but i even like the color palette that we go to whenever we go to these like, cosmic situations there's always a lot of blues and greens and purples I-, I love those settings so excited to see where the mcu goes next i'm probably more excited about the mcu than i've been a long long time actually after this show and like wandavision and everything it-, it made me want to go watch captain and winter soldier because it's just kind of fun to be in this universe it's just It's really impressive, too, right? One last thing I'll say, you know, what are we, like, 10, 11 years, 12 years, 13 years in the MCU now, and we're still using some of the characters from that original Phase 1 movies. And, yeah, they've evolved. You know what I mean? They're not the same characters as they were in Phase 1, but I don't think we'd want them to be. And the consistency of the MCU is really, really impressive at this point. Like, it's never... There's a certain threshold of like goodness that I feel like it never drops below. And, and Loki's certainly one of those shows. So, definite
0: yes for Loki. I'll go next. Josh from Goshen. Hard yes. I would probably put this just below Wanda, though, honestly. Um, Pappy, I'm wondering, because it's something I noticed, too, the Owen Wilson thing. Did you notice a couple times it was like Owen Wilson had a good like ad-lib or something he said on set? So, they like used mm-hmm. it, but you could tell... For some reason it didn't belong i, I don't know I, it was shades of uh carrie
2: fisher oh, in
0: rise of the skywalker don't <laughs>
2: not that bad but <laughs>
0: same vibe listen i said at the beginning owen wilson i loved him all through this and that's still true um my biggest gripe again is that i found that last episode a little boring in parts and maybe boring isn't the right word like slow it kind of took me out it kind of took me out of it Not when I was watching Jonathan Majors maybe even explain, but when it would cut back to the two Lokis in full garbs with like daggers up, like, "Mm hmm, Mm hmm mm-hmm, kill, kill, no, 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 no. (laughs) Like that, I don't know, something about that just like weirded me out. Hopefully someone out there feels that too. But anyway, huge yes, a really small gripe, in a great series. Um, We're gonna go in the same episode order that we've been going in all night. So Mikey, you're up next.
3: That's a hard yes, Uh, I think it's like required viewing now at this point if you've been keeping up with this Marvel stuff, you're going to definitely want to watch this uh, before we get back into the the big movies. Uh, Like PK was saying, he's been cast in the next Ant-Man movie, so you're going to want to be all caught up and understand this pretty complex plot. I told you guys in the thread that like my favorite part of this Series was like the production design, and like every set they're on looks fucking crazy. They're doing like some sort of retro futuristic uh, type aesthetic to all of the buildings and interiors, and it looks fucking amazing. I, I I think this is like one of the best looking Marvel products that they've put out, and I can't wait to see what they do with uh, season two. And casting Owen Wilson, I thought that was a a really really good choice i think he brought something extra like with his comedy to this series that i don't think a lot of other people could have could have brought to it so i'm excited to see where it goes and uh i just hope we get more miss minutes uh (laughs) next season (laughs) i think she's great i love tara strong (laughs) she voices miss minutes and she's like a fucking voice acting legend she's incredible so i hope we get more
0: of her somehow
1: miss minutes in a thong
0: (laughs) whoa no hey now she's thick uh PK <laughs> Bonk. <laughs> um
4: Yeah, I'm going to go ahead and jump on the Owen Wilson train cuz it's good to see him back and not only does he bring a good like level of comedy, he brings a good level of like heart. Definitely yes. I love this shit. I like that Marvel's getting like more weird and kind of getting outside the box and I mm-hmm. think it's cool seeing shows like this. Jonathan Majors killed it. I loved that last episode yeah big yes it's hard to compare like the three marvel shows so far because there's they've been so different and i think that's something that disney plus has going for them. the variety of shows so big yes from the superhero guy
0: nice kylo kicking it over to you in simi valley
1: yes i will give this a yes This was a very fun show to watch. And its impact, of course, is uh, something that we'll be seeing for a long time to come. And that's cool, but for me, like the highlight of this show was just like how into every episode I was. Again, less so on episode five, but still into them. Um, And how much more I wanted to see, right? Uh, There are problems with this show though. There's logic problems, I think that you can just kind of I guess just disregard if you want to and, and it's the comic book problem as well like with characters like this and scenarios like this you're always gonna have things like the TVA just in general like I don't fully buy that they can just come and take anyone out like with their little fucking batons like I think if they showed up at Thanos's house he would just fucking destroy <laughs> them so like <laughs> so like the fact that they're this at his house yeah, like he's got a little, like, you know, two-bedroom. He,
5: <laughs> he does have a
3: house. They're going after so many regular people and not after super criminals throughout <laughs> the universe.
1: But there's a lot of things like that that kind of nag at me as we go, but I am willing to suspend my disbelief because I love Marvel, and the storytelling is, is pretty damn good for the most part. Um, so I do like it. Another downside, though, that I got to say is that I feel like it lacked some finality. This series was used more as a stepping stone than I thought it would be. And by that, I mean the way it ends. But they still maybe left you with like, but there's more to come. And that's kind of the Marvel after credits thing that we were talking about. And they weren't necessarily always after credits on those shows, but sometimes they were. But you know, basically the story ended, more to come. This story did not end. This story started. And uh, that's both good and bad for me. But overall, definite yes. And I love Owen Wilson too. He didn't say wow though.
0: <laughs> I agree. It was a little frustrating, Kylo, because like it literally starts with him lost at the TVA, like episode one, all over again,
1: right? Lady Sif told him, "You will always be alone," Oof. and that made me think immediately that he was going to end the show alone. But I didn't think it was going to be quite like this—not like this, yeah. Stevie. <laughs>
5: Man, Corey gave me like a horrifying thought in my brain when he talked about TVA showing just up at, uh, at Thanos's house. Like Disney would make a series of Thanos living a regular life in the suburbs. Yeah, like he has a dog. Like he has a dog. He wears flip flops. He tries mowing the lawn. Just little stuff like that. <laughs> um, yeah, this is the hardest of yeses for me. I didn't know what to think about the show since they were bringing back a dead character, and I think the way they did it. Was a really nice touch. Uh, Josh, I know you didn't like the last episode as much as I did, but anytime media gets into talking about whether it be predeterminism, you know, causal determinism, fatalism, theological ter- determinism, I love that shit. Uh, especially when characters think they have free will and they really don't because it's an illusion. I really love that stuff. So Is that the Catholic I'm excited in
0: you? coming out? Oh, 100%. <laughs> Calvinist
5: Mm -hmm. Yeah, I mean Free will is an illusion To some certain extent But uh, Hardest of yeses And I cannot wait to see Where this takes The rest of the MCU I'm kind of like Pappy Or was kind of like Pappy I was somewhat Burned out With the MCU And now This really just With the fire in me To see what else Is to come Especially the fact That we're getting The two best Spider-Mans back And Tobey Maguire And Andrew Garfield Cannot wait for that and uh, we get more Multiverse stuff with Doctor Strange, so pretty pumped, but acting across the board was awesome. The score was amazing, writing incredible, hardest of yeses.
0: And like I said earlier, we miss Brett a lot, but we have a quick yes or no from him, so here's that.
6: Hello everybody, this is Brett recording out of Fort Wayne. Uh, sorry I couldn't be on tonight. Uh, some stuff came up, but I actually really like this show. I enjoyed it from start to finish, but uh, the last three episodes to me were uh, unbelievable. I loved the chemistry between Tom Hiddleston and, uh, what was it, Sophia DiMartino. I really, really liked the fifth episode where they were on the, that vortex planet or whatever it's called. I don't know if you guys know Richard E. Grant, but he played the classic Loki. Uh, he's an Academy Award-winning uh, nominated actor, and he's really, really good. I really liked him in that role. Um, I thought it was hilarious when the little alligator ate off the other Loki's hand. I thought it was funny that even all the Lokis were getting annoyed that they all kept double, triple, quadruple crossing. Everybody. I thought it was really funny. And then the last episode, uh, kind of tugged at your emotions a little bit. Just, uh, you know, you wanted to see them get together, stay together. At least I did. Um, but you know, she's been bitter and had one track mind for a long time and that's hard to overcome. So, um, but definitely a hard hard yes for me i'm looking forward to a second season this lends itself more to, to multiple seasons more than the other shows so i'm looking forward to it and i hope they can kind of keep it going on for a long time
0: thanks brett tops as usual um pappy we want to talk we want to read our newest itunes review right but first i not to disappoint, I have a super quick trivia. It's just it's just oh. for bragging rights. We'll go in the same order that we've gone in all night. Which episode out of the six had the highest IMDb rating? Um, episode one: Glorious Purpose. Episode two: The Variant. Episode three: Lamentus. Episode four: The Nexus Event. Episode five: Journey into Mystery. Episode six: For All Time Always. Pappy, you go first, and uh, you guys can jump on the same episode if you want. And there's like a super quick tiebreaker, so go ahead, Pappy. What do you think?
2: Episode five. That's the one with the Loki's, right? Um, with alligator Loki. Episode five. He's in a couple episodes. No, but... I'll go journey into mystery. All right. Episode five.
0: Mikey. Uh, I'll
2: go glorious purpose. I like that episode. PK.
1: Episode 5 Kyla? Uh I'll say 3 Lamentis And Stevie I'll say uh, 4 The
5: Nexus Event Because that was the one that blew up on Twitter
0: Damn you're right That was my episode Stevie that was a 9.3 on MDB. There Damn, was let's s- Several hell. of these were 9 or above. The variant was 9. That's when the show blew up on For Twitter. all time always, 9.0. Shit, Journey into Mystery, that was 9.2. My episode. But the Nexus, Nexus event, 9.3. Sorry, Corey. L- Lamentus is the lowest by far,
1: a 7.9. I thought people liked Tom Hiddleston's sweet song. That's all.
0: It is a sweet <laughs> song, but... Stevie, congratulations. It's only for bragging rights tonight, so do you wanna sure? like brag at all? Like... <laughs> <laughs> Thanks, money. The kids from MGMT. Hold on a second. Sorry. Mikey has instituted the soundboard starting tonight. We didn't really make Let's a big go. deal out of it,
5: but <laughs> I love it. It's back. Um,
4: this is my first pod with the soundboard. I'm so excited. Uh, oh, there's
3: more buttons. There's a lot more buttons. More to come. <laughs>
5: He's just waiting.
3: Yeah, just gotta find the right context for it. I do you have one for the Spider-Man
2: pod? The uh,
3: no, (laughs) I can't find that one though. A
5: true highlight
1: of that episode.
2: (laughs) I'll pull that clip for you, Mikey.
5: (laughs) Uh, Josh, I don't have anything to brag about, but if you want to hear me talk more about the isms of causal determinism or fatalism. Check out our pod on Hereditary. I think I did that to an annoying extent. So there you go.
0: That's a really
5: good
2: And pod. Predestination, too, I think. Yes, right?
5: Predestination's a great one to talk about, too. That that pod as well. It's not as good of a pod. But. Stevie, pick Primer. Never. I will never pick that movie. Why? Because it's a, it's a long story, but yeah. N-
1: <laughs> that movie got- Watch the movie, and you'll know why. <laughs>
5: I, that movie got talked about so annoyingly to a, a nauseating extent. Like, it was the next amazing thing, and it was an okay movie, and people treat it like it's the most groundbreaking thing in cinema, so I find it very It annoying. was a
0: great indie idea for a movie. See what
5: I mean? Right there. People are talking this, like, like brick all over again? <laughs> You're doing it again. Someone you hated
0: recommended this movie to you, like Coach. I didn't hate Coach. <laughs> Everyone loves Coach.
5: <laughs> Coach made me hate Brick.
0: Pappy, please tell us this yeah. iTunes review. I'm dying to hear it. <laughs> Okay,
2: I really like um, the the username on this guy. But um, subject, uh, the subject of the review, one word colon, chemistry. The rating, five out of five stars. The user, Huff the Magic Dragon. <laughs> this is submitted on June 9th, June eighth. Sorry for taking so long to get back to you. What's the name? H- What's the name? Huff the Magic Dragon, as in the Peter Paul and Mary song, but Huff instead of Puff. Um short and sweet. These guys rock. This is a work of art and poetry in motion. Let's go. Wow. Huff the magic dragon when you're right, you're right, buddy. <laughs> wow. Are you going to read the other one or is that it, Pap? Subject of this one, hanging out with the guys. The rating, 5 out of 5 stars. Woo! The user <laughs> Disappointed number 20,475. I don't know if that number has any significance, but here's a review. You need to check out spoilers. It's like being with a bunch of friends, sitting around the TV, eating pizza, drinking some beers, and BSing about a movie. You feel like you're there with them. Their friendship really shines through despite the giant, in quotes, (laughs) age gap. The quotes must have been a <laughs> uh, typo there, both of them, despite the giant age gap between the cast. Keep them coming, boys. Rock hard, yes. And shout out to Martin's Supermarket. Oh, wow.
0: Man, you know, I agree with the whole on us. age gap and the pizza thing because, like, I don't know, like, that pizza is starting to give me some serious, like, ant, like, acid reflux these days, man.
5: It's the dairy, That's- I tell you. It'll get you the age
0: gap getting too old over here stevie eons older than me Josh. <laughs> eons <laughs> stevie you are the trivia master last word and toss it out buddy boy
5: man oh man well first off i want to say thank you for listening everybody whether it's in your car or at home it means a ton to us um obviously we talked about it before in this pod but we started a patreon If you feel like giving we have some pretty awesome perks to go with it. If not, keep on listening for free for iTunes. Uh, any listen's a great listen, so thank you for that. When I say thank you to PK for coming on tonight, it's been too long. What was the last too episode you were on before thank this? Thank you for
4: having me. Um, uh-huh. No, it was.
5: You see, that's that's how long it's been. He it doesn't even remember. Far. Snyder
4: Cut? Snyder cut? Question mark? Oh, I'm sorry. Oh, yeah, I'm really four. sorry you had to watch that. <laughs> oh, boy. <laughs> no, I don't know what it was, but it, was, it wasn't It was too long ago, but it has been too long. Thanks for having me.
5: Far too long, so thank you for coming on tonight. Josh, thank you for hosting this episode. Did an awesome job. Uh, Brett, if you're listening, we really did miss you tonight. and you're, uh, We love you. We do love you, the indelible Brett. We hope that you're on the next episode. I have no clue what's coming down the pipeline because I have that list in front of me, but I'm sure... Who knows? Who knows exactly is right. Thank you for listening. That was spoilers.
6: Is spoiler? Special thank you to our patrons. Druid King.
8: By the way, at
0: your desk, that
3: magazine brother brian yeah the one on jet
6: skis yes nick
0: why'd you have that
6: david because
0: they're awesome
6: nurse stacy in the early 1990s for a brief shining moment there was a beautiful union of form and function the meg which we call the jet ski Troll. a reasonable man cannot differ
3: please check us out on Patreon.com slash Spoilers
2: Podcast. Who moved? I moved?
4: Yeah, you moved? When did that happen?
2: I'm in Kalamazoo, literally like uh, a week and a half ago.
4: Damn, that's cool.
2: Kalamazoo? Like the primus song? Yeah, we talked about it. Yeah. (laughs) 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 Yes.
0: That
3: was Spoilers.